This is the Unearthing Art Podcast with Michelle Luminato and Beck Lee, where we dig into the messy reality of making art that matters, raw and real conversations about being an artist, navigating the creative process, and expressing our honest and sometimes weird selves. So Beck, the other day we were on a call and I said, what are you working on? And you quickly shrugged me off and was like, nothing really. Now that we're recording, what are you working on? I'm going to put you on the spot. I always know when she gets quiet, she's up to some really good things because usually there's deep thought happening. I think part of the reason that I find this a bit challenging to talk about is it's not the kind of thing that I can take a cool Instagram photo of. You know, it's not... um, Well, if it's not Instagram worthy, it's not worthy. It doesn't exist. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't exist. Um, It's not the visual studio work per se because probably was it about a month ago now a little more I really thought about what is it that I would help me move forward with my art what do I feel is like sort of missing from the process or what would help me have a breakthrough in your words Michelle that's that's what you Mm -hmm. ask what what would help me have a breakthrough and I really wanted to get um more in touch with something which we definitely talked about in a previous episode, which is about this idea of inspiration, not maybe so much as the light, fluffy thing that people might think of inspiration as, but is as in that really deeper, inexhaustible well of where your natural curiosity, um, your source of creativity and ideas where that comes on from and really working out how I can build up a relationship with that source and trust in it and have a way of reliably tapping into it so I set that as my objective just a little thing I thought I could knock off in a couple of weeks it sounds (laughs) (laughs) such a light thing doesn't it sounds like it'll just happen in a day I think it's funny because when I shared that with you at the time you were very encouraging but you also said I'm just wondering Beck, if you might want to kind of focus this a little bit I think you were gently telling me that um, maybe I was creating such a big idea for myself that I was going to find it more challenging. And um, sure enough, I started down that path and I think this happens in, I don't know if other people listening have this experience, like you have this idea of something that you're going to do and then you go through that classic creative cycle where you're like, yeah, I'm really excited. This seems like a really good idea. And then you start trying to do it and kind of solve the problem. The reality, it always takes longer and, then, and it's bigger than what you think. And then you go, you go down the on the graph, you go down, down, and then you get to a point where you're like, this is hopeless. I've got no idea what I'm doing. Um, this isn't working out. Um, and then you go through that bit of creative despair period where you're like, what the... <laughs> What the hell what is was this I all about? Thinking? What? what was I thinking? And then Michelle comes along and says, you're very quiet, Beck. What's happening? <laughs> I love that. I, just, I love <laughs> I love that I know you enough to know when you're quiet, there's something happening. And it's good. Like, I'm just in a hole, Michelle. Don't mind me. <laughs> and you're like, come on, dust yourself off. Um, but the holes are so good, though. It's in like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, good things that come from them. I think that sometimes we look at that as a bad thing and I don't always believe they're bad. 
Normally, I would accuse you of being a typical see the positive in everything, every cloud has a silver lining American, but actually you're right. It did have a positive. What it did is in that kind of creative despair and feeling a lot of doubt about my ability to follow through on this, when we talked about that, I realized that those were really useful inputs. In some ways, I was following through on that original line of investigation because, and this is a little bit hard to explain, but it was spotlighting, hey, these are the the feelings, the thoughts, and we talked about mindset a bit last week. These are the thoughts and the stories and that are getting in the way of that objective that you set. And it's making it really visible. So you're recognizing that when you're trying to explore this particular path, hey, these are the stories, these are the things that are coming up and getting in the way. And then I went an even an extra step (laughs) and said, hang on, maybe they're not getting in the way. Maybe they're part of the path. Woohoo! Whoa, that's (laughs) a very, that was a very zen sort of. moment. Was that something that felt, I guess, uncomfortable a little bit too? Because I think sometimes, especially when we go down these despair roads and the source kind of doesn't look so good, it can, I guess, make us feel a little bit down about it or like like uncomfortable or not want to look at it. I think that was the trick. I think that was the trick because initially feeling that creative despair, I was taking that as a sign of this is the wrong path, you know, get off this road, find another path. And this has come up a few times before. I don't know if this is my odd personality, but I actually find it more hopeful and positive when I feel like um, I'm presented with or I realize a truth which might not be pretty, and it might not be kind of the positive, upbeat American fairy tale ending, but it's workable. I feel like as long as it's workable, you know? I think what I am listening to and hearing and what I know about you and what I know about my work too is there's personality traits and the way that we are as people. And we kind of don't really always want to include those in our work and have those be a reflection of our work, you know, um, because they make us, they might make us look a certain way. Um, Yes. And that's exactly what I mean by that something's workable. So if you have um, a particular personality trait, and I think I may be stretching the analogy a bit here, but it could even extend to perceived limitations that you have, like, Mm -hmm. I can't create what I want because I get depressed or because I can't draw or because I don't have a certain type of studio. And I guess it is a mindset thing or even just an understanding or a widening of your awareness because when you're going down a path and you see that as an obstacle, as in this is a problem and I need to be able to fix that problem. I need to learn how to draw or I need a bigger studio or I need to, you know, somehow get rid of my anxiety in order to move forward. You've created an obstacle and then your energy goes into dealing with that. Whereas 
I think the reality or the truth that I find comforting that maybe, as I say, as a personality wise, others may not is um, knowing that actually there are lots of artists that can't draw. There are lots of artists who live with anxiety. There are lots of artists who create in, in tiny spaces or spaces that aren't ideal. And so on one hand, you have to let go of that fairy tale ideal that mm-hmm. when you realize your full artistic vision you're going to have a perfect studio you're going to have all the skills and you're going <laughs> to have a perfect emotional mental state that re- that doesn't make any demands of you that's not a struggle so on one hand you go oh well that's actually more depressing but what I'm saying is <laughs> it's actually freeing because it's like you don't have to wait for any of those ideal circumstances <laughs> you yes. don't have to wait until you're a person who doesn't experience anxiety or who doesn't have any sort of so-called limiting circumstances and in fact all of those things which are the reality of your circumstance your life who you are right now you can embrace and they can actually be a really distinctive and amazing part of you as an artist yes the artist who's not a good drawer can end up exploring amazing things and express themselves in ways that would never come from someone who was really super skilled and trained and a beautiful realistic drawer if I could give you a high five and like, I <laughs> I just want to hug you and squeeze you and be like, yes, this is yes. exactly, yes. So it's, to me, it sounds like you're accepting, there's this acceptance mm. of like, this is Beck, this is who I am. This is what mm. happens to me. This is how it goes for me. And how is this actually useful to be how I already am? That is totally it. How is it useful to be how I already am? And what that led to and what's been happening um, in the last few weeks is a bit of a deep dive into (laughs) what might be a scary place for anyone else on the face of the earth, but a deep dive of what it's like in Beck's brain. (laughs) I think it's, um, uh, no, it's, you laugh because you're like, oh no, but this is the thing. This is the beautiful thing. This is the juicy stuff. This is the stuff that we're all waiting to see and hear and know about because without you doing that, we don't get back as an artist. You know me well, you know what my art's about. You know what I'm like um, in the membership with artists and how I am. Imagine me just really only being 1% of me and not yeah. all of me. Like it just, you'd think like, it just, it's not serving me or anyone around me, you yeah. know? So to to see you fully feel yourself and have that come through your work as well, I just think it seems super exciting. And we are ready for you. I'm just, I'm super excited and It just goes to show with inspiration, you know, and what really motivates us and what we're truly connected to, like that, that well is so deep. And how, Mm. how light do you feel knowing that you can be yourself? Well, how good does it feel to know that instead of having to go out into the world, 
instead of having to run from one idea to the other out there trying mm-hmm. to find the thing that's distinctive or trying to find the thing that's the answer, to know that there's every little bit of yourself and your life and your experience and what you've created before and seen before and thought before and felt before is this incredible, incredible source um, that you can use to feed your art. And what I find really fun, I keep saying this over and over again, because um, what I'm doing now and what I'm creating feels really idiosyncratic and really peculiar to me, which I think is actually might be a really good sign. Because I think if, if you're discovering and building a process for yourself that feels so weird and unusual that you can't imagine anyone else using it, I think that might actually be the best thing ever, you know? Like that <laughs> right. could actually be a really good sign. Um, so on one hand, I feel really uh, like this could be of no interest to anyone else. Um, but on the other hand, I know that none of us are unique and maybe, you know, some aspect of this um, will inspire other people. What I was thinking, well, lots of things. One is how <laughs> exciting is it to be yourself? <laughs> I mean, that's what we were always hoping for anyway. And then looking at the process itself, I think is there are specific things that we each do and mm. those are very different you know, there are some overlaps, especially as painters, we're working with paint, like there's some general overlaps, but it's when we can get really specific. That's where we, like you said, like like there's a deep well of that. And with you, because you're a writer, and you're interested in certain kinds of writing as well, like there's, Mm. we're getting as we're getting really, really specific now. And really, what I call customizing the process where mm-hmm. it becomes less formulaic in terms of one, two, three steps, and it's more of back integrating and also following some steps to execute, you know, paintings. But at the end of the day, it's weaving through this really curvy place that is only a place that Beck can go. I mean, truly. Someone posted, um, I think it was uh, Melinda posted on our Instagram a question about this framework that we've been talking about, which I thought was really interesting because she was saying, when we talk about the framework and and customising our process, are you talking about something that your process sits within or is your process the same thing as the framework as in process being the steps or actions you do each time you create work. And I thought it was really great that she posted because even when we've been talking about it, I know it can feel difficult to be specific enough to kind of communicate what we're talking about. Why I bring that up is what I'm doing now is is breaking that definition open even for myself. When we talk about a framework, and and when I, I have to say, what I think about when I talk about um, a framework versus teaching a system specifically or a specific process is it's like a big jungle gym. You know, when you go to, um, my husband and I were walking past a (laughs) 
kids' playground on the weekend. And he said, do you remember what playgrounds were like when we were kids? You know, it was just like a, a metal climbing thing that you'd probably cut yourself <laughs> yeah. on and that was it and that was concrete. And now you go and they have these climbing webs. And so imagine this enormous uh, kind of, you know, the ones that look like a big spider's web, like a jungle gym that's just like lots of open framework huge and you know you can climb all the way to the top and 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 crisscross in between but it's open it's got all these open cells you know all this Mm -hmm. air in it so that's where the framework meaning that there's a kind of an overarching structure that you can move around in that gives you some indication of where there are gaps where Mm -hmm. like there's a bit of a shape, but then you get to go in and say what each of those cells, each of those bits of, of air and are going to look like for you. You can build, it's like having Lego, you can build absolutely anything, even though you've yes. got some starting pieces so you don't feel lost. Yeah, yeah. The starting pieces are what we all have in common. And we all work with certain things. We work with color, we work with texture, we work with these things. And those are common threads across all of us as painters. And Mm. then there's the uniqueness that Beck is speaking into today that cannot be pre-done in terms of a standard operating procedure because it has to do with us individually and that yes that's where i think that analogy is great back i love that it's a big jungle gym and there are certain things that we step on and walk on and go through and there's also places that you get to tuck into on your own um, Mm -hmm. and discover because it really is around understanding ourselves better which Mm is a process that we're obviously spending a whole podcast talking about because, (laughs) um, again, like when I hear about Beck and what she's up to and I'm like, yes, that's you, you know, and yet she has to uncover this whole thought process and experience through her own journey of discovery so she can kind of figure out how that fits into her creative process. That's why I think it's great the way you did that analogy, like it is, it is, sometimes a little tangled because it isn't separate. You loop around and you come back and you climb back up what may seem like the same path, but now you have more information and more information. And I think that in terms of um, like the framework, you're teaching Michelle, and there, as you say, there are some really core elements that you go through in terms of the color and the texture and those kind of design principles, which maybe we've heard people talk about before or read books about before and like, well, I know about those design principles. But I think that it's applying the framework, going through the framework with those things that we already have some familiarity with. Like I remember when I was doing this with you originally, yeah. like, oh, okay, colors. We know She's colors. Like, I We're got artists. This. We know colors. So we go through that, we apply the framework and it's actually a learning in action process because I think you apply this framework to things that feel more familiar and then you slowly get further and further away from what feels familiar. So we were talking about, I remember when I went through this process with yes. you, Michelle, we are talking about colour and texture and in one of these conversations that popped up that I used to be very interested in gothic literature 
mm-hmm. like just well, like what is that? So then I started exploring that and bringing in elements of that. And again, that was another learning in action. So the more sort of further away from what I had previously thought of my familiar artistic tools, those mm-hmm. de- those design principles, and now I was thinking more broadly, but I had this kind of framework that I was applying again and again. And now I have come back around to questions and ideas that, really intrigued me as a writer 10 or 15 years ago. Um, This is actually a perfect example of what we were just talking about, about making the obstacle become a workable part of the solution. So even though I have actually set fire and burnt a box full of old journals and papers, like I just feel a bit overwhelmed by the amount of writing I have at times. So I'm a pretty stringent um, clearer of stuff and yet each time I do still I do still have you know a pile of notebooks and I have this increasing pile of papers of ideas that I've captured and thought about and I've always been a bit frustrated by how I felt that I couldn't mine that previous work because it felt inaccessible to me it's literally just piles of paper I felt like I wasn't able to make the connections that I sensed were there And the kind of tools that are commonly suggested were never really satisfying. And I've explored a lot of different ideas around note-taking systems and stuff like this. And this is where it starts to get really geeky. So I've done a lot of reading and a lot of thinking around like knowledge systems and connecting those things. And, And connecting ideas is a lot around how I worked as a writer and how I help people with their writing. As Michelle Mm -hmm. knows, she's nodding because this is what I do. I take different ideas and I connect them in new and interesting ways and then clarify them with this immense source of information in my writing and how I was going to use that in my art. The obstacle that I met with was how am I ever going to find the connections and access that? That's a problem. So then I took a deep dive on what I had in the past thought about, which is how to have a way of looking at these ideas and connecting them. And something clicked. To me, it's no different than how a visual artist might have a sketchbook or Mm -hmm. a mood board. I wanted to be able to do that with ideas so -hmm. that the ideas were visible to me and I was able to move it around. And I realize now, just as I'm saying this, that actually I've been trying to do that for quite a few months because previously I'd started to put ideas up on a board in my mm-hmm. in my studio and move things around, but it wasn't satisfying to me. It wasn't feeding the itch. It wasn't, it wasn't a, a process that was complete because I feel like the process to be complete needs to give you a satisfying way to put into the system a satisfying yes, way absolutely. To, to play with the components yep. of the system and then a satisfying way for the results to come out and, and to be created into something. Yeah, so basically what I'm doing now is calling on all my geeky previous um, <laughs> lines of thinking to have this creative system that helps me see 
these ideas and these um, written ideas that I have and be Mm -hmm. able to move them around just like you would move around visual elements and find connections with them. And that's the process which is also connected with the fact, like I guess there's two things happening here because on one hand it's the process and it's also understanding that the inputs that go into that process, the container of that is now much broader circling Mm -hmm. back to what we discussed about before. Mm -hmm. So this, this system doesn't have to be limited to the things that I officially recognize as art worthy. I don't have to, you know, so what we talked about before, I don't have to cut off the anxious side of Beck or somehow the Beck that's geeky and and has a lot of side thoughts about weird stuff. All of that, I'm I'm building a process that all of that can feed into. It can Woo-hoo! handle I'm all sorry. of it. I, I'm so excited. I'm sorry, because I'm already visualizing what's happening in that studio of yours. That yeah. is so cool. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. I'm just so excited because I can see how there's these different parts of you. And I can see how there would have felt like there was pieces missing And knowing you, I'm already like jumping to the next question of like, so I'm assuming you're now going to also incorporate more technology tools into your process as well. Yeah. So I made the leap into um, using technology more to help me with this process. And this has been a long time in development. Like This is something that I was trying to do 10 years ago with my writing Um, there's just a lot of, as I said, very idiosyncratic, very peculiar to me things that, you know, I like writing by hand. I think there's probably a visual thing happening, but I also want to be able to use technology so that I can continue connecting ideas. And I've worked out how to do that. And it's very exciting. See, it's just, we're so different as individuals and there isn't a one cookie cutter process to make art. And the more we can lean into our weird selves, like I'm saying weird, like I have my own weird things that I do. And it's just, it's just so freeing because it cuts you loose. You are going to be cut loose. (laughs) And this is why when people ask, um, you know, is the framework like your studio process or is the framework something bigger or is it like, this is why it's so kind of hard because it's it's both, it's it's everything. So when we're assessing ideas that have, that have come forward and whether we want to continue to put time into working on that in the studio, then you say, you know, is this something you can get behind? Is this something you can imagine wanting to investigate? for the rest of your artistic life maybe yes and I think we've talked about that before and the thing about what I'm doing now is I feel like this is my own it it is a customized individual creative process for Beck that I can imagine fueling me and being the source of my creativity for the rest of my life and that could (laughs) include That could encompass a lot of different (laughs) questions and ideas, but it's the framework that um, that is bigger than what happens in the studio. It's like how, and we've talked about in terms for me, what being an artist is, what excites me about being an artist is having a holistic artistic life, which is a life of inquiry 
and expression and um, that's very integrated and this mm-hmm. is this is feels bigger than uh, to say a process but this is the 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 huge container the big container that can hold all of that for me and and help me then carry that forward so that's what I'm up to, Michelle. What do you Gee, think? <laughs> um, I'm so happy I could pull this out because when I know that you've got stuff going on, that's huge, Beck. That is so big. And because I know the work that you've put in to get to this point, um, mm. and I just want to also point out, like, when Beck and I first started, rem- you guys remember that podcast episode where she was like, I might be out of here. And then we ended up <laughs> now on the podcast. But even at that initial stage, the questions that I had you ask were were common threads, like color, texture, mm. like all those common things. Now, as you can see, it's really evolving into this more personalized thing that is hard to get to right from the beginning. You know, it takes time to unwind and unpack. And what's really good is, to me, it sounds like you've you've integrated back. Like, it's, it's just you've locked in, you know, mm, where it's like mm-hmm. Beck, all these, she calls it geeky, neurotic, all these things that you've labeled yourself <laughs> as. All those bits. Yes, yep. yes. You've integrated that with the artist. And I, you know, I'm not there yet, obviously, but I feel like if you can do that, then how can what comes from that be anything like what anyone else is making? Do you know what I mean? Like when the basis of it is so uh, personalized and so draws on such individual perspectives and you know, whether you want to call them weaknesses or experiences, just like every, the fiber of your being, how can the outcome of that, you know, and and I will say also, because you mentioned there about the beginning, asking about color, um, texture and that kind of thing. Now, with this perspective that I have now, when I think about how am I going to make decisions about color, texture, um, you know, design elements, composition, it honestly feels like a whole different ball game because I feel like I am going to have an internal compass that doesn't even... It can't be right. doesn't... E- yeah. Like, I'm yeah. just going to... I feel like <laughs> I'm just going to know. It'll be just be the natural flow-on effect of this source material i'm not ever going to be sitting there going oh should i be doing blue paintings or should i be doing pink paintings like that's it's that's light years away yeah (laughs) it will inform everything Mm. it will literally inform everything that's so cool that's the power of being like you're saying totally integrated because literally you don't have to look out of your outside of yourself to answer those kind of questions, which I think is where that kind of doubting and, and yes. feeling uncertain comes from because you're trying to find an answer out there as to which colour you should choose. Yes. Whereas when you, like, are in touch with, um, when you have that real grounding, like being really, you're saying, in yourself, then the answers bubble up. That's what it feels like to me. They just yes. bubble right up. 
That's it. That's it. They definitely bubble up. And I think they will also um, clarify when you kind of get off the track of Mm -hmm. when your gut says, this just doesn't feel right. You know, Mm. like there's this intuitive north that's going to be like, we're over here. And I do have to say that I constantly am checking in with myself on that because as as we get clear on our work, you know, and opportunities present themselves, um, we always have to check in with like, does this fulfill me? Is this satisfying? You know, and do I really believe in this? So I'm so excited. And I have to say, of course, I'm feeling, as you can probably tell, I am kind of on the euphoric high, the crest of (laughs) having made a breakthrough. So we get that real feeling of invincibility when we have these breakthroughs and be able to see these new vistas. And I have no doubt that there will also, you know, come the troughs and come Mm -hmm. the times when there are doubts and there are um, uncertainties again. And I hope, what I hope is that, as you've said before, it's a matter of um, being able to recover again more quickly each time. Because now that I've had this breakthrough of recognizing the process that for me and the variety of inputs that I come into when I have those troughs I know now and I'm going to have to write a big post-it note to remind myself just feed whatever comes from that trough back into the system just feed (laughs) it on in there you know it's it's just grist for the mill as they say just put it back in and and keep creating that's I'll have to write a post-it note for that I think that's awesome because I am instantly thinking it this isn't the stuff that you put away and say oh I'm in a low I need to you know like ignore all this this. and yeah yeah, and set stuff aside it's like no lean into the low use Mm it Mm -hmm. use it use it all I'm so over the moon for you I literally want to break the screen just to (laughs) squeeze you and give you a big hug As you can see, I am super excited about the progress Beck has made and the breakthrough that she's had. And if you'd like to work on your own breakthrough, join us on the Origin Art waitlist, which you can find in the show notes, and we will see you on the inside. Thanks for joining us. See you next week. Mm